despite all the gloom and doom, uh, the Miami Hurricanes still have a top 10 class for the class of 2023 in recruiting, and it could even get better. Our daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to bring on our guy, John Garcia, to talk recruiting. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply uh, as we bring in john garcia he's the director of football recruiting for sports illustrated so john you know obviously a lot of hurricanes fans are a little just a little bit uneasy because when the losses keep piling up and you've got a top 10 class verbally committed um i don't know it, it seems to me if i take what these recruits are saying at face value that uh, i'm not really concerned about any flips right now am i being too optimistic on that I don't think so, Alex. I think that's probably where where I would view this thing as well. Um, I know uh, following the losses, it feels like there's always questions that naturally filter that way, but it's never that simple in recruiting. It's it's never a one-to-one ratio. Again, unless it was some sort of hot seat situation and every loss, like, like Auburn or Louisville right now, every loss feels, okay, is, is this the day? If it was a situation like that, yes, you should probably – take a lot more worry and concern for, for a one-game sample. Um, but with a first-year staff, it's just not going to be the case. It, this has always been about, in terms of what they've sold these recruits on, it's always been about the long term, right, the long road to bringing the U back. Um, and we really haven't seen a whole lot of contention from other programs with this current group of Miami verbal commitments. Um, the elite players are, are going to still receive phone calls, right? Fan, Francis Maligoa, Jaden Wayne, guys like that. You, you just expect Jaden Rashada, you know, to, to have their phone ring. Certainly that's a part of the game. You know, Robbie Washington was probably the, the most interesting one at one point um, regarding Louisville. Um, but that has all seemingly died down. Um, and most of the kids themselves have, have conveyed the, a similar message, right? I know Antonio Tripp has, has been maybe the vocal leader and hey everything's is still fine for the future here. He even teased maybe another new commitment uh, jumping in here soon. I'd, I'd be curious to see who that may be. Uh, but you know the Washington brothers have have been pretty uh, outward on, on how committed they are. Same thing for Ray Ray Joseph, who was a flip to Miami from Clemson. So you know that part of the conversation with with kids who have already changed their mind always kind of picks up this time of year as well. But it does seem like most of these Miami commitments are pretty darn solid. The old linemen have all said the right things from, from Kinsler through the IMG crew um, as well. Uh, Robert Stafford's another one who's, who's vocally, you know, confirmed, Hey, you know, we're good. Everything's about the U at this point. So I wouldn't be too worried about Miami losing commitments at this point. Still some concern about gaining some more, you know, getting over 20, uh, and filling some needs that are still out there. But in terms of the current group on hand, I think the majority absolutely stay with the U. You know, when, when I like what you said about, you know, not having a coach or a coaching staff on the hot seat. You know, you mentioned a place like Louisville, where that seems to be the case right now with Satterfield. And, you know, there are a couple of guys who in the summer we thought were Miami leans who ended up committing 
to Louisville. So now, like, you look at someone like William Foles, the wide receiver, and Stanquan Clark, the linebacker. Do you think now Miami is uh, is kind of upping their efforts with players like that again? Yeah, 100%, right? It, it works both ways. And I think any great recruiter would tell you that, and obviously Mario and this staff – uh, have, have been known uh, to be great recruiters at, at various uh, places that they've been. So, yeah, when, when the door opens, you certainly inquire at least, right? I know with Stanquan Clark, you know, there was there was always communication. I think with William Foles, it was a little bit more up and down. Not sure if Foles has visited Hard Rock this season. I know Clark has been to a couple games, so he's probably the more likely of the two. But you know, with William Foles in the receiver position, that's one where it looks like it's it's got to be a flip, right? I mean, a lot of the targets Miami is considering are committed to other schools. Uh, so I think that the flip game will have to be kind of the avenue there, barring something that we don't really foresee at, at this point. But yeah, the, the hot seat programs are always worth circling back on, right? Auburn and Louisville hot right now. Obviously, um, you know, Nebraska, Wisconsin have already made coaching changes. There could be some more surprises along the way. And that's something that, you know, every coaching staff has to at least take a, a glance at. You know, look at that commitment list when some of these moves go down, because it is it is important, um, you know, to at least consider. So, uh, you know, Hakeem Williams, a local receiver who verbally committed to Florida State, Florida State, you know, they're having a better season than Miami. They are in a two-game losing streak, but it, it seems like no matter what, Miami has not stopped recruiting Hakeem. And Hakeem actually, which was kind of a surprise to me because on Saturday morning last week before the North Carolina game, I, I did an episode with the list of recruits. And then Hakeem Williams was like a late addition to that, that right. he ended up going to the Miami-UNC game. So it, it sounds like the Canes have not stopped recruiting him. And, and hopefully, John, he sees, hey, they could use a receiver like me. Well, definitely. I mean, I think that part should, is a no-brainer. I mean, that part is an easy sell from the Miami perspective. And, and yeah, I think it's important that tangibly this interest is still being reciprocated from Hakeem Williams. Because going into that commitment, you know, we talked about it here, the buzz was A&M, and then Florida State kind of snatched it away from Jimbo Fisher and company, ironically enough. And then even Pitt, I thought, had more buzz than Miami going into the verbal commitment. It was always going to be a long play for the Canes. So to immediately – you know, two weeks after the commitment to FSU to get him back on campus, I thought was a really big deal just to confirm that both sides are still very much in communication and that Miami is not going to go away quietly. And that is certainly a theme at the wide receiver position. So uh, I think that one might be the toughest road because he's one of the more recent commitments to another program. But obviously that door, even if it's only slightly open, is still somewhat open for Williams. Obviously, Miami is still the local school uh, in that regard as well. So always big to get other recruits or kids committed elsewhere um, to your games to, to see you in person. And look, you know, for a large portion of that game, the offense wasn't the issue, right? You know, the the potential of, of the passing game was shown, I think, you know, more strong, you know, strongly with the Carolina game than just about any other game Miami's, you know, you know participated in. You know, and another position clearly of need is cornerback. And there are a couple of corners that Miami is hot on the trail for. Like a couple players we talk about in terms of 2024. One of them uh, might become a, a 2023 here. So keep it locked to locked on canes. And guys, LinkedIn jobs doing so many great things. I have gotten gigs through LinkedIn jobs before. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So if you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, 
you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You add your job and the purple hashtag hiring flame frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. And we are also brought to you by built bar. If you haven't tried the built puffs yet, you're depriving yourselves of one of life's greatest joys. My favorite flavor. You have to try it. Indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. My new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, yeah, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without actually the hassle of making it, and it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. So run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. And like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in real chocolate. They're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, I do that sometimes, or you need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, the fat and the sugar and grab yourself a Built bar. Go to Built.com and use Promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. Alex Dono with John Garcia Jr. from Sports Illustrated talking some recruiting. Uh, John, you know, a 2024 corner who was uh, visiting with a bunch of his IMG Academy teammates, right? 2023 verbal commits and, and a couple of his 2024 classmates. Uh, Desmond Ricks, who we think is going to be just one of the top players in the 2024 class, period. I know Miami's trying to gain some early ground with him. W where's his recruitment at right now? Yeah, there was a lot of there's been a lot of talk about Desmond Ricks for a long time, you know, both as a player and certainly with his recruitment. Um, I think he's got a top 10 out right now. Miami is right in the thick of it. Uh, and he's starting to take visits. He's starting to take some game visits. And there is there is a sense that this thing could start to wind down. And that's good news for Miami because they're one of the few programs that have been able to get him on campus. You mentioned the IMG connection. There, there isn't a new offer that goes out at IMG that doesn't automatically perk up Miami fans, right? Because there's such a strong pull there in the class of 23. Obviously, Mario Cristobal and company would love for Ricks to kind of kick it off in 2024 but but individually they're still very much in it for ricks uh he was down i believe in the beginning of october he was down for one of the games in coral gables uh and he really hasn't made a ton of visits in addition to miami i think bama and lsu got him on campus and that's sort of it as far as the season itself so it's a bit different when you're a priority and you're able to get down to campus and, and see games in person so i think miami is very much at the forefront of this conversation. Uh, he's never really been considered a lean anywhere. Um, some people thought Florida State in the offseason was was maybe in the driver's seat. 
And then Desmond himself just kind of said, hey, they stopped talking to me as consistently as, as maybe they once did. So curious case there. And I think at that point, the door really became wide open for Ricks. Um, and, and as usual, everyone in that SEC, ACC footprint is trying to get involved here. I think he'll go up to Florida for the LSU game this weekend, uh, Florida State, Miami, um, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, all among those that are in the conversation for Desmond Ricks. So again, that, that's going to be another national IMG type battle, but I think Miami's done a really good job on the front end for this 24 class. And obviously every single day there at IMG, there's a couple more, you know, green and orange influencers pushing him towards more visits and, and, and more consideration for the U. So I think they stay in it all the way through. You mentioned Florida. Uh, do you consider them uh, a hefty favorite for Cormani McLean? Because there there's, continues to be more and more smoke for the top corner in the class to wind up in Gainesville. If he was going to do something soon, I, I would say yes. You know, mm -hmm. I do certainly think Florida is where he's most comfortable. I think even under Dan Mullen, Florida was considered arguably the favorite for Cormani. Just kind of grew up in that mold, and now he's at Lakeland. The whole Polk County thing. Uh, his, his his position coach. Uh, is a former Gator DB and Ahmad Black. So there's a lot of of easy-to-see Gator connections there. But um, it, it, there's no indication, other than back-channel rumor, message board-type stuff, indicating that he's going to do something soon. Uh, he is supposed to be back at, at Florida this weekend. He did cancel an Alabama official last weekend. So I think that has Florida confidence, maybe at an all-time high yeah. in, in regard to landing Cormani. But there's nothing that he has said about, hey, I'm going to make a decision here soon or or, you know, before the end of the season. So I think with the reserved kind of introverted mentality he has, he's probably going to wait it out and he probably reschedules that Alabama visit anyway. So I do think that is still very much a, a long road ahead uh, for Cormani in terms of where he's going to end up in the end. But Florida and Alabama are going to stay in the thick of it. And then Miami's kind of the dark horse. You know, Miami has hung around has surpassed Georgia in this conversation, which is something that some did not expect uh, at the end of the day. So uh, the longer it goes, the better for Miami and and conceivably Alabama as well. So as long as you're in the race there, you, you feel like you got a puncher's chance. And for the number one corner in the country, that might be all it takes to, to stay in the race. So I expect Miami to try to, to move up uh, as much as they can, because obviously there's a huge need there. So another corner uh, who's he's going to be a cane. It's just a matter of when, not if, is Antoine Jackson. So he's a Miami commit, and he's been considered class of 2024. Now there's a lot of buzz about him actually reclassifying to 2023. Now, from a Miami standpoint, that would be gigantic. This is a four-star player, really good player. You know, Miami's got uh, the 10th-ranked class right now, according to 24-7 composite. They'd probably you know maybe move up a a spot if he reclassifies um a do you think that is going to happen that he reclassifies and b if he comes a year early from high school is he ready to play right away yeah two great questions alex i think for the first one look it seems likely right there's the rumors have really you know increased i would say in that regard over the last week to 10 days um i know he has even somewhat addressed it on social media, uh, almost trolling himself in that regard, because there was there was a group of edits sent out to the 2023 Miami commits that they all posted. Jackson was among those to receive those edits. So you know, he posted it and, and others were like, hey, you know, only 2023 kids were, were tweeting that out. So there's a lot of, um, you know, clear and tangible 
uh, momentum for a potential reclassification. It's always easier said than done, though, right, from an academic standpoint. How much can he accomplish here in the next, um, you know, six months or so to get on campus and, and load up uh, that spring semester uh, before maybe arriving in the summer months? You know, how much can he really change schedule-wise? I'm not sure with Dillard High School you know, what type of scheduling they're on? Are there some online courses that can be supplemented? What have you? You know, all that stuff is really tough logistically to figure out, which is why we don't see a lot of reclassifications. But this is the time of year where, where those rumors pick up. I know there's uh, a couple big name recruits in 24 that are, uh, you know, hearing or we're hearing a little bit of reclassification rumors surrounding. So he's not the only one. And this is the time of year where it kind of ramps up. So I do think that it's something that is uh, more likely than not, although clearly there has to be a, a lot of shuffle and changes to his schedule in the new year in order to make it academically there on time. But it, it appears as if it's a possibility. And then in terms of his ability, look, 6'1", 175, comfortable, mature cover player. Uh, he runs well. He competes at the line of scrimmage. You know, this is an early commitment to Georgia that Miami flipped uh, there at the end of the offseason. You know, this is a kid who absolutely can play. Um, I think there's there's really no question that he is physically built to at least compete at the position. So I, I think it's something to keep an eye on uh, on both fronts. Love that. I, I got to ask you about uh, one of the uh, the usual suspects. We have to keep the streak alive. Oh, and actually, I'm glad I'm bringing up Samson Okunlola because today is his birthday. I I wished him a happy birthday on Twitter no answer. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign in his recruiting, at least not an answer as of right now. Maybe I missed it. I, I, I mute my notifications. But the fact that a Miami account wishes him happy birthday, no answer. I don't know what that means, guys. Uh, but is there is there anything new on the pancake honcho? Nothing tangible. Still, it's still all about those two potential official visits. I think Boston College got him on campus locally uh, here recently, and that might have been his first game visit of the year. Right. He plays on Saturdays at Thayer Academy up in Massachusetts. So really hard outside of bye weeks to schedule visits. Uh, and I think that's why we've seen such a, a slow progression in that regard. Of course, Miami has already hosted him for an official ditto for Alabama and Michigan State. So it's really about the schools competing for one or two of those final spots. And we're hearing more schools mentioned in that pool, which makes sense. Right. This is the top OT available in the country. Folks have missed on certain players. So, hey, who's still available? Oh, gosh, the number one guy. Let's try to get involved and, and, and make a play at his, his last official visit. So we've heard Ohio State, uh, Florida, Georgia, Oregon, uh, among the schools that, that could be competing for those last two officials. But, again, until he schedules and actually takes those trips, you got to feel good about the program that has held the buzz there for the longest amount of time, and that is certainly – the Miami Hurricanes uh, following that June official visit that he took. It's really been all about the U and then who else can contend thereafter. And, and nothing has come across my desk to make me change my mind in that regard. Uh, although the process has probably played out a little bit longer than some of us expected relative yeah. to Samson making an actual verbal commitment. So if he takes the trips, we'll see if, if Miami can theoretically hold off in Ohio State uh, or or maybe uh, an Oregon there down the stretch. Uh, but if he doesn't, you certainly feel even better about Miami's chances to sign him, you know, two months from the 14th. I love it. Make sure you're reading John's work uh, in Sports Illustrated. He's the director of football recruiting and follow him on Twitter at John Garcia underscore junior. John, thank you so much for the time. Always a pleasure, Donald. Thanks for having me.
Our pleasure. And guys, make sure you're checking out Locked on ACC every day. I'm going to be on the Thursday episode, as I am every week, with Candace Cooper. It takes you around the ACC in 30 minutes or less. Thank you for making us your first listener. In today's case, your second listen, because this is our second episode of the day. Too much content. My head's going to explode. We'll talk to you next time here on Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.